Hey, 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 wanna come sit with my friends and I? I saved a spot for you at my table. La, la, Hello la, and welcome la, to this week's episode la, of Big Lash Energy. I'm your host, Jaina Marie. Today, I'm inviting you to come listen in on three fun and inspiring conversations that I had with some successful women entrepreneurs. Each one has over 10 years experience running her own business and is top of her game in her given field. This is going to be priceless advice for anyone running their own business or somebody wanting to run their own business because here's the best part. Here's the best part. They're all my closest friends. I ask each woman for her best advice, how success has affected her love life, and what she's done to celebrate her wins. And the answers are sure to inspire you. So come take a seat. I'll pour you a glass of champagne because, honey, today you're officially a part of my girl gang. Yes. You can sit with us. Welcome to this very special episode of Big Lash Energy. Welcome to Big Lash Energy, dedicated to helping you navigate life's hurdles with your head held high. We're celebrating wins, learning from our losses, and laughing at ourselves along the way. <laughs> now here's your favorite hype woman, Jaina Marie. Jaina Marie. I'm not gonna lie, I had so much fun making this one, and it kind of happened by mistake. I wanted to record a commercial for the show and I needed a bunch of different voices. So I reached out to the WhatsApp group with all the ladies who came with me for my birthday trip to Tulum. We were having the hardest time finding a date that worked for everyone. And I ended up thinking to myself, damn, it's hard scheduling something when all your friends are busy running their own businesses. And that's when a light bulb went off. Wait a second. All my friends have their own businesses. We We have have to to make make an an episode episode about this. this. To say I'm proud of my girl tribe would be an understatement. You'll often hear me saying that my friends are my biggest flex. I really do surround myself with some of the coolest women. I just know you're going to love them as much as I do. They're all incredibly successful, smart, big-hearted, passionate about lifting other women up. Oh, and they're beautiful too. (laughs) There's a fitness coach a talent agency owner, a couture jewelry designer, a makeup artist, and a real estate agent. So I thought of a few questions to ask each of them that would help inspire any woman with her own business or one wanting to start a business. The best part is even I learned something from these chats. Oh, and just wait till you hear Elsa's story of how she became a jewelry designer. You're going to have to pick your job off the floor. So be sure to listen till the end because I'm going to share who we're going to be talking to next week. It's a major BLE win. Anyways, that's enough from me. Let's get to our first conversation. I'd like to introduce you to Emily. I was introduced to this incredible human over 10 years ago when I was looking for a personal trainer, but I didn't know that I would also end up with a best friend. She and I worked out three to four times a week together over the course of a few years. And during that time, I went through a divorce and another big heartbreak. And I swear that more than anything, our sessions were therapy for me because Emily is so good at creating a safe space for you to be who you are without feeling judged. And I think that's where we connected because I try to be the exact same way with my clients. Anyways, I could go on and on about how cool she is and how popular she is as a personal trainer, but I've gushed about her in previous episodes, so I'm going to try to keep it strictly business. (laughs) Here's my chat with Emily. Emily. Hi. How long have we been friends for now? Um, I want to say that we have been friends for over nine years now. I love it. I love it too. You are equally as passionate as I am, I feel like, about lifting women up, and that's what I love about you. Absolutely. Among other things. You work for yourself, right? I do work for myself. Right. So what do you do and why do you love it? 
So I am a fitness coach and I love, love lifting women up and helping women turn into their most powerful selves through fitness. I have been running my own business for 10 years now and I absolutely love it. I started it from the ground up and it's something that I am very, very proud of. As you should be. Yes. What did baby Emmy Bikini look like when you were first starting your business compared to now? Well, baby Emmy Bikini, like how the fuck am I going to run a business? (laughs) Ron and I moved here. Um, I had no clients. I had no business. I was like, okay, well, I guess we'll just start from scratch. We'll just be hungry. We'll just be hungry. (laughs) And I mean, he was feeding me, but um, let's be real here. But it was like, how am I actually going to be able to do this? And now I'm like, holy fuck, I did this. And now you're like, I have too many clients. I don't have enough time in the week. Yeah, it's crazy and it's powerful. Now I try to and train with you and you're too cool. Oh, you're yeah, like a celebrity right. trainer. No time for Jaina. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> I always have time for Jaina. What would you say is the biggest struggle trying to grow your business? Um, I would say the biggest struggle is my own limiting beliefs. Mm. Like thinking that I'm not good enough, thinking that I won't be successful, thinking that people won't want to work with me. Mm. And so I think that having to actually like, get out of my own head mm-hmm. and be more confident in myself mm-hmm. help me to grow my business that's so true yeah I even remember when I first started doing makeup it was like no one's gonna pay me to do their makeup they can do it for free right yeah, you kind of feel like you almost are like okay like nobody's gonna want to work yeah. with you so hard on ourselves yeah. when really people would love to work with mm-hmm. you right yeah or you go to post something online you're like are people sick of seeing me I shouldn't maybe I shouldn't do no, this or, I yeah know. and then really that's I think I think that's honestly I've talked to a lot of entrepreneurs and they have said that is their biggest obstacle and you see these boss babes out there and they're <laughs> killing it in their business and they're like oh my god I feel like people won't work with me it's like their biggest struggle yeah so I would say that was my biggest so struggle. it's a very common problem for it's sure a very you're not problem. alone yeah so how do you define success within my business, I define success by helping other people. When I help some of my clients like step into their most powerful selves, change their life through fitness, mindset, nutrition, that is success to me. I'm one of your success stories. I know. <laughs> that was amazing. I was yeah. a little chunky monkey when you met me and you trained and me you, into being a, just a better, stronger, more confident version of myself. You literally transformed into a much more confident version of yourself and look at you now. Yeah. And right? I think I think a lot of it was us working out together, but it was also the pep talks you gave me. Usually during yeah. the warm up, that pep talk, man, you're just so good at it. You're such a good listener and you just encourage and you don't judge. Aww. You just create this beautiful space for a woman to be whoever she is in that moment yeah. and try and go just be better from there. Oh, well, I'm so glad you felt that way. It's so funny you say that because actually today I had two of my clients and I found that they were just opening up and talking about their lives. And they're like, you know what? I only talk to you about this stuff. And like, so it's like I create that safe space for mm-hmm. women to just be themselves. Mm-hmm. And when they can be themselves, then they can kind of also work on the other things that they need to work on in their lives. You're absolutely right. As an independent, confident, bold, successful businesswoman, what's something you think every woman who works for herself needs to know? Okay, so one of the most important things to me is literally being unapologetically yourself. Being you, and when you are you, you are going to attract the people that are meant to be in your life. You're going to attract your clients, whatever your whatever business you're in. I think that by being yourself and being unapologetically you in every area of your life, that is when you are going to step into your power. 
Yeah, it's like your vibe attracts your tribe, right? Absolutely. Yeah, right? when you are you, the people who are similar to you are drawn to you. It's just, totally. it's just a thing, yeah. And I feel like most women and men too, like just have a really hard time being themselves and then they're not the best versions of them. And then they're almost being this fake person. And then, yeah, you're attracting people that don't align with you. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I would say that was my biggest advice. Has being as successful as you are ever affected your love life? I'm lucky that my partner is also an entrepreneur himself. Mm -hmm. His biggest complaint is that I work too much. Right. So, (laughs) So for example, this is, so bad of me, but my partner and I own a gym, West Coast Iron, and um, we're always open on Christmas, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. And he's like, okay, so we're going to be at the gym all day. And I'm like, yeah, I booked a couple clients. He's like, are you kidding me? I'm like, no, I'm not kidding you. <laughs> yeah, but he has the gym open on Christmas exactly. Day. Exactly. You so guys are both just as bad. I am I think that that is the biggest thing that gets in the way of our love life because I love, I love what I do. Mm-hmm. I love working. I love helping people. And when you run your own business, as I'm sure you know, the hours are really long. Mm-hmm. And so you're working. There's like, kind of no off button sometimes. There's no yeah. off button. And so he has like had to sit me down many times and been like, okay, babe, you need to set some boundaries in your schedule because A, I see you running around like crazy, not making time for you. And B, I want more time with you. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. It's almost like you have two relationships in your life, one with your partner and one with your business. Yeah, exactly. And you're kind of trying to like manage your like partner and your side chick. Kind of. <laughs> I know. And it's literally like a balancing act and everyone's mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, like it must be so great running your own business. And yes, it is. But I'm like, yeah, but then you just, you don't stop. Right. Ever. Yeah. I remember when I worked at Starbucks, when my shift ended, I was not wondering how many lattes were being sold. No, absolutely But when not. you have your own business, when your client leaves, the whole rest of your work starts, <laughs> you know, like yeah. the online promotion, the answering the totally. emails, the coming out with the, like there's so much that happens after yeah. the nitty gritty, like getting your hands dirty work is over. Right. I know. And I actually read this quote that was like, currently stuck between I'm proud of myself and I got to go fucking harder. That's literally <laughs> relatable. The quote <laughs> of being an entrepreneur. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, I'm so proud of myself. You know, whatever you're working towards, you reach this milestone in your business or you, you know, got new clients or whatever it is. Like for you, you're like, oh my God, I got all these new downloads or whatever it is. But like and then the, the flip side is like, but this is where I want to be. Like yeah. it's, you're never good enough, right? Yeah. And I mean, I think there's like pros and cons in that. And I think that's why it's so important to pause and look back at where you started and be like, damn. I have come far from there, right? Okay, so here's kind of a cheeky question. What's the biggest splurge you've made for yourself as soon as you had a taste of success? Like, what's that thing that you like bought? Like, actually just be, just flex. Like, what's something that you did that you're like, yeah. Because everyone's like, money doesn't matter. I'm helping people, but come on. Like, what's the thing that you did that you're like, I'm killing it right now, so I'm going to buy myself X or I'm going to do X. That's a good question. Okay. I would say that I definitely splurged on travel Mm -hmm. when I was like, okay, I'm doing well. I'm going to splurge on travel. And I did two trips to Europe in a row. In two years, I went to Europe twice. Croatia? Croatia. Music festivals? Twice. Music festival. And I splurged on travel. I don't know if I splurged on any materialistic things. You know what? Maybe I bought like that really nice leather jacket. Mm -hmm. That was my splurge. What was that brand? For you, trip. All Saints. All Saints, yeah. yeah. All Saints leather jacket. You want to feel like you made it, right? So you're like, there's something that yes. I've done. There has to be a reason why I'm working this hard. But I see for sure your thing is travel. Totally. And I mean, I think that that's really important. And I'd, I kind of do that when um, 
I'm setting goals with my clients, I say, okay, like you need, you need to celebrate your wins. Mm -hmm. Like it's so powerful to do that. And so I'm like, okay, what's something you can, I think like maybe buying a new pair of like workout pants or, you know, you do photo shoots. Yeah. Photo shoots with your clients once they've made totally like setting that goal. Right. But like having that thing to work towards and to celebrate, because Mm -hmm. if we're just constantly work, 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 and like not looking back and not celebrating our wins, then what the fuck is the point? You're literally right? just paying bills. You're paying bills, right? Yeah. And like and s- squirreling money away. Yeah. And, and not living a life. Working, working, working. And then like, okay, so what did you do for you this year? Right. I love it. I love it. And uh, what's your favorite sexual position? <laughs> you can't tell anybody this. Okay. It's totally a secret. I have to keep it between me and you. Okay. But my favorite sexual position is definitely missionary. You're so full of shit. With a side of anal. <laughs> You promise you won't tell me. I'm not going to tell anybody. I wouldn't dare put it on a podcast. (laughs) Thank you so much. I really appreciate your privacy. (laughs) Now, can you just please sign this release form real quick? Never. (laughs) Isn't she the best? I'm pretty sure once you hear her sense of humor, you understand why she and I get along so well. If you want to find her on social media, be sure to check out her Instagram, Emmy Bikini. I'm also going to add hers and everyone else's contact info to the show description. So don't worry, I'll make it easy for you to find them. Next up is Heidi. She's the newest addition to my crew. She and I met when I needed a model for some content that I was trying to create during COVID. She has a huge following on Instagram and everyone wants her face on their page. So of course, when I reached out, I was expecting to either be left on red or get a thanks, but I'm busy. Instead, she responded with a very enthusiastic yes. And once we met, I was blown away by her thoughtfulness, her huge heart and her intelligence. In fact, it's kind of annoying. Like, ew, "Ew, you're that hot and you have a great personality. After that, we stayed hyping each other up online. And I happened to mention in passing that I was planning my birthday party in Tulum. She happened to have the time off and a buddy pass. So I invited her, but it was a little bit of a gamble considering I didn't really know her that well. Thankfully, she fit in perfectly with everyone and the rest is history. On our trip, I saw how busy she was taking care of her clients at her agency, but that didn't stop her from still doing anything she could to help her friends. Like, for example, when I was really busy with my work during the summer, she came to my home and walked my dogs for me. If that's not love, I don't know what is. Anyways, here's Heidi. Heidi. Hi. Thanks for being on Big Lush Energy. It's an honor. (laughs) You've been listening since day one. You have. Never thought I was going to be here. Oh my gosh. (laughs) You're so cute. You are a self-made independent businesswoman. Yes, I am. Okay. So could you please share with me what it is that you do and what you love about it? So I am a talent agency owner. Mm -hmm. I launched my agency 10 years ago. Wow. I know. And I love it. I love it so much. I love helping people survive in this crazy industry, working in the arts, creating art, and Mm -hmm. also staying safe. Mm. Because once upon a time, the industry wasn't so safe. That's a very good point. Even now, it's still, you know, you need to have strong representation and the right people in your corner. And I love being that person for many people. You advocate for not just your clients, but also your friends. I do. Yes. You're so good at that. So what would you say is one of your biggest wins in your business? Oh, you know what the biggest win for me was, is actually been expanding my team. And I'm currently in the process of handing it over to someone 
her operations. Wow. I measure my success a little differently. A lot of people say that. They're like, tell us about your biggest booking, like the coolest role. And I'm like, no, the biggest thing for me has been gaining trust and the courage to expand the team and pass it on to someone who's actually going to be the main operations person. So how do you define success then? Oh, how do I define a success? Honestly, the last three years with COVID, with two shutdowns from that, the strike. In the film industry. Yeah, in the film industry. A six month uh, shutdown with the writer's strike. It's been resilience. Mm. Yes. And not giving up, um, not shutting the doors down, Mm -hmm. just diversitizing our different divisions Mm -hmm. and staying strong. So that has been success for us. That's absolutely correct. Because honestly, there are huge corporations that shut down during COVID, Yes, you know? And so I think that too, I'm like, man, if they close down, you know, a, a huge chunk of Starbucks locations and targets, and then you're still standing like, that's really cool to that, think about. Exactly. I was journaling a little while ago and I had to, I had to pull myself out of kind of a dark place of like, you know, my revenue isn't where I want it to be. And I keep dipping to my savings, but it's like, I didn't shut down. Mm-hmm. So many other agencies had to. We're still here. And now I'm getting the courage to trust and expand the team again. We had to lay some people off, you know, during those tough times. But I'm back and I'm expanding. And it's a really she's exciting back time. and she's better, bitches. Yes. <laughs> What's something you think every woman who works for herself needs to know? Okay, so this actually ties everything together. Mm-hmm. And I believe that when you can find where you shine and where your strong suits are and learn to delegate and expand your team, whichever way you can do that, even if you have to start off with some friends, bringing them on or even an intern, you will be able to do so much more. And it took me a long time to realize that. Mm -hmm. So I was very stubborn at first. Mm -hmm. and I I wouldn't give up any of the control, Mm -hmm. wouldn't trust anyone. But that if you can do that in your business, you will realize you can, yeah, you can Focus on your strong suits and where you shine and and focus your energy there and in turn mentor as well, which I think is really, really rewarding. Mm, I love that. And I can completely relate because with my business, for me at first, it was being comfortable with letting go of answering emails Mm. because I was like, if I'm not answering my emails, then people aren't going to get my personality and they're not going to understand who I am and what I'm doing. They might not book me. But then I was so busy doing makeup, which is what my actual strong suit was, that I was never getting to my emails. So it was almost like if somebody else is just simply doing the job, it's better than me right off the gates because I'm not doing it. Right? <laughs> like I'm too busy. And I'm sure you found like, haven't you found people that actually do what you used to do better than you? Yes. Me? It's humbling. Yes. You're like, wait, what was I What was I trying to do? Yeah, like, Shauna, she's on maternity leave right now, but she was answering my emails for a long time. When I interviewed her, she's like, I just love spreadsheets. I'm like, okay, welcome to the family because I'm not that's not my jam at all you go girl with but she dots all the I's she crosses all the T's and sometimes I'm too busy to think about those details mm-hmm. right and yeah you're absolutely right sometimes when you relinquish when you let go of the control and let, release the clutches a little you can find someone who can do it better than you and you don't want to admit it at first but yeah that's where I'm at right we now. can't be good at everything no right no, no right so like you said find the places that you shine do that and then find other people to do the things that aren't your yes. strong suits for mm-hmm. sure Has being successful ever affected your love life? Oh boy, has it ever. Oh, (laughs) tell me about it. (laughs) I had a relationship once that was nine months and I swear it felt like nine years. This guy, he could not see me shine. Mm. It was like he, 
and I only saw this when I left it, but it was like he believed me shining dimmed his light. Uh-huh. And if I'd have a great day with the agency or or on set myself, I was still acting at the time, he wouldn't let me talk about it. You know, mm. he would all of a sudden, the whole conversation would just go towards him and, and or he would just bring up things that I he thought I should be insecure about the day. Mm. Like, oh, was it really a good photo shoot? Because that outfit, like I, I, I would have chosen this. And oh it just, my gosh, it was the worst. So negative, and I had a lot of people around me be like, "Hi, do you see what this guy's about?" And of course, of course, when you're in the middle of it, mm-hmm. you can't see it because so, balls are hanging over your eyes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so blind by those balls. God, they were nice balls. Uh, anyways, uh, <laughs> sorry. Back to the story. So for a nine month period, that. Yeah, that was I almost lost myself and a little piece of the business. Mm. Did it with the you know what it was? I haven't thought about this in a long time. The moment I pulled myself out of this, he actually asked me if he could start being trained as a booking agent, and I could see that he wanted to put his claws into mm. the business. Yeah. Mm-mm. No, I protected my baby. Right, because yeah. this is your thing, and mm-hmm. I mean, even with this podcast, I wish I had a hundred bucks for every man who wanted to tell me how to run it, what to do, how he could make it better. And it's like, get the get, get your grubby mitts off of my mm-hmm. shit. No mansplaining <laughs> allowed. Yeah. Okay, that's not big lash energy. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I had one guy. He told me he went to school for marketing, so he's mm-hmm. like. I will help you with your podcast and I won't even charge you. And I was like, I didn't ask you. (laughs) And uh, so one time uh, I was, he messaged me. He's like, what are you doing? I said, I'm trying to come up with a title for one of my episodes. And it was an episode about all the things I'd done wrong in both of my marriages and blah, blah, blah. And, Mm -hmm. And he's like, I have a title for you. And I'm thinking, oh, this man is going to put his Ivy league education to use. And he's like, okay, I thought about it. Mistakes were made. And I was like, that, that <laughs> you need to get your money back. That's <laughs> right. Where did you get your degree from? <laughs> exactly. Mistakes were made. Okay. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> I'm just going to nod so you think that I appreciate that. Okay. And one thing about you, though, you have such an expressive face. You're like, you cannot hide when you are like not into it. I bet he was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> just by looking right back at you. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you're so right. Uh, Knowing, you know, the highs and lows and ups and downs of running your own business. What is the biggest splurge that you made for yourself once you had a little taste of success? Ooh, 2015. Ooh, your face just lit up. I, yes. <laughs> January 2015. We had a really, really good year. There was a show called Altered Carbon. Oh, yeah. I know that yeah, show. Season one's on Netflix. Uh-huh. Gotta plug it. Um, And we had 12 people who... They were background, but they were featured background. Oh, sounds, sounds like moderately cool, right? Yeah. No, no, it was cool. It was bank for these beauties. They got prosthetics, cool outfits. They got to work with the directors more. Oh, A couple wow. of them upgraded, given a few lines because they built trust after uh-huh. a month of being on set. And this little miss agent, I got paid. <laughs> She was, was rolling so, in it. These people were on set every single day. Wow. And the actor upgrades. So. I went to Europe. Mm-hmm. It was my first Europe trip. I went to London. Did you Germany. go alone? I don't know, there was a guy at the time. <laughs> yeah, Did guy. you pay for him too? Please tell me you didn't pay for him. Too. This was 2015. I was a different woman. <laughs> so you paid for him <laughs> and you? Yes. <laughs> but we were with his family for one week. Okay. So they treated us. Uh-huh. And 
I actually gained the courage to tell them, no, we will not continue the rest of the trip with them because they wanted us to keep Ooh, going. Yeah, they no wanted thanks. like, no, let's all go to Czech Republic together. And I was like, Prague, this beautiful <laughs> romantic city. No, no not bringing mom no, pop. No. So at least I had some kahunas to say to them like, <laughs> no, we had our week in Germany. Like, So your splurge was a trip to Europe. It was a romantic trip to Europe. Yeah, because I think it's really important to treat yourself after you've had success because otherwise, what the hell's the point? Exactly. And I was never a backpacking girl. Like, Mm -hmm. I didn't go backpacking when I was 18 or 19. I waited and I saved for the bougie hotels. Like, that's, I'm sorry, that's my style. I'm not, I don't do hostels. Yeah. You wanted to see the finer things in life. Yes. Yeah. Success for me has maybe not been about revenue and what, is in my bank account and it's been strength and resilience not giving up it's a beautiful way of looking at it and a beautiful take on it because so many times it's like but how, what are you making how glamorous is your life but you're like no man i'm still standing that shows strength of your spirit and it shows who you are as a person not just what you can buy yes but those trips to your part aren't so bad either that was nice we'll get back there <laughs> It's been a long year, man. I'm <laughs> just still standing. Cue Elton John. <laughs> Seriously. Thank you for being here, Heidi. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so sweaty right now. <laughs> it's because I'm excited, though. But you look so cute in that Christmassy orange sweater. <laughs> it's wool and orange, and I got it from a thrift store, and it's really hot. But it's cute on you. Okay. You're killing it. Thank you. <laughs> See what I mean? She's so smart and articulate, a true inspiration. She's also been a huge supporter of the show since day one. If you'd like to check her out again, please check out the show description because all her contact information is going to be there. And last but not least, Elsa Corsi. You know, writing each of these descriptions hasn't been that easy. I'm doing my best to play it cool, but when I think about how much I love each of these women, I get choked up. Elsa especially. She's really my sister from another mister. She just has a special place in my heart. I met her while working in the bridal industry because her couture jewelry designs are highly sought after. In fact, I love when brides proudly show off their Elsa Corsi pieces to me, not knowing that she's one of my very best friends. It's so great to get to say, I know her actually. (laughs) She's my friend. Outside of her jewelry designs, she's also a brilliant businesswoman, super stylish, and a Jill of all trades. In fact, she's helped me so much behind the scenes, both in my makeup business and the podcast. Just wait till you hear the origin story of how she became a jewelry designer. I'm even more excited to tell people she's my friend now that I heard this story. Anyways, let's get to it. Introducing Elsa Corsi. Elsa Corsi. It's me. Welcome to Big Lash Energy. Thank you for having me. You are one of the most incredible businesswomen that I've met. You give me so much great advice. So first of all, could you please share what it is that you do and what you love about it? So officially, I am a jewelry designer and I sell my jewelry out of my store downtown uh, called Juliet Jewelry. Love it. Love the plug. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta get it in there. (laughs) But unofficially, also as a business owner, you know, you wear many hats. So there's marketing, photography, accounting, cleaning, all sorts of things. Right. It's It's like you you wanted to be a jewelry designer, but you didn't know that there was all this other stuff. Yes, like it's actually more work being self-employed than working for someone else. A thousand percent. (laughs) What is the meme that I just saw the other day? I work 80 hours for myself so I don't have to work 40 hours for anybody else. Yes, yes. Something like that. (laughs) It it doesn't feel like work, though. That's the thing. It just like doesn't feel like work. Can you please tell the story of how your jewelry came to be? Because I think it's a really cool one. Yeah, so... Um, I was hoping you'd ask me that because I really <laughs> wanted to tell this story again. 
Let's hear it. The year was 1999. Mm -hmm. My mom had a shop already in Pacific Center. It was called Sharp and Friends, but I was not involved in the store. I was going to be a school teacher. Me too. (laughs) We were both going to be little school teachers. But I still, you know, did like went on buying trips with her and visited suppliers. So I, I, I knew what was going on a bit. And one day we were in one of her suppliers showrooms and she had this sort of like vintage gold Swarovski crystal material and gold was not in like okay. silver was it like gold was not happening mm-hmm. but I loved it it was so beautiful and sparkly and anyways I bought it and I didn't know anything about anything and I just made myself a belt and a headband out of this piece and started wearing it around so we were in a jewelry showroom on a buying trip in Los Angeles and the owner of the showroom came up and was like oh my god I love that where did you get it and the I headband? Said, yeah, the headband. And I was like, oh, I made it. And then she was like, amazing. She was like, hold on one second. She's like, I'm going to bring the buyer of Fred Siegel over right now. The buyer of Fred yeah. Siegel. <laughs> Talk so about I was like, zero to 100. I was like, okay. oh, okay. And so the buyer for Fred Siegel came up and was like, wow, that's really cool. Like I said, nobody was wearing gold. Everyone was wearing silver. So it was really quite you know, mm-hmm. the, the piece. And I was like, yeah, I made it. And she's like, well, I love it. She's like, I'll take 12 of those and 12 of those and 12 of what other colors it comes in. So I was like, oh, absolutely. Anyways, we exchanged numbers. And, and then I walked- was part of you thinking like, oh shit, I don't have a collection. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I was like, I walked out of the store. We walked out of the showroom and I said to mom, I said, oh, I, I guess I'm a jewelry designer now. And <laughs> Like I'm a, I'm a very like say yes now and figure, figure it, it out, out later. later yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I, I'm a jewelry designer. And uh, so that was kind of fun. We we're kind of rolling on that high. And then we're on um, same day. We're on Robertson Boulevard, another trendy shopping area in Los Angeles. And we stop into a cool shop that was getting a lot of press at the time called Kitson. And I love Kitson. <laughs> so, I was so sad when I saw them closing up because I love So Kitson. fun fact, uh, the owners are actually from Vancouver. I I didn't know that yeah it was they were founded by two vancouver vancouver guys wow and it, so, it does have a very vancouver feel though that kind of makes sense so so we went in and um said hi and then again the buyer was like i love that headband and belt where did you get i said i oh i made it <laughs> I, well i'm a jewelry designer as I'm, of five I'm, minutes I'm, ago i'm a jewelry designer now <laughs> and i made it and it's amazing so he's like that's great he's like i'm gonna buy that right now for my client tori spelling <gasps> and i was like okay <laughs> i was like this is happening did you buy a lottery ticket this day too because no. ha- nobody has this much goodness in one day like yeah. when does this happen it was it was such a high and you know wow. what the, so the funny thing about this whole story is that the funny part the hasn't funny happened part, yet it hasn't happened it hasn't happened <laughs> is this trip with my mom, we were on the airplane and my mom actually also has a very cool story. I love her story so much, but that's a, another episode. We'll have her on. We'll have her on. <laughs> and I was like telling her, I was like, I don't have a story. And <gasps> I was like, your story is so cool. I don't, I don't have a story. Like, I don't know what mine's going to be. And then it was oh. like, literally like finger snap. My, there's my story. So I call know, those wink moments. Yeah. Where, like God wink. Just like, I got you. He's I like, got a story for you. Yeah. He's like, I got to send this girl her story. Yeah. Like, buckle so. up, sweetheart. That's so cool. Okay. How long have we been friends for? I think 2006. And I didn't seven. even, I only heard this story in tiny bits and pieces. Like, oh, well, I was in Los Angeles. Like you just kind of brush over it. I never heard it to this detail and I had no idea it was this cool. <laughs> You're even cooler than you were before. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so I came home and I put together a collection. Amazing. So they bought it. 
And then I decided I wanted to be in a showroom in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And I picked the one I wanted. It was one I had visited before. It was a very beautiful showroom. They had really cool lines. And so I was too shy to call. So I had a friend of mine call. And he, at the time, 1999, was a very uh, high-profile stylist, fashion stylist in Vancouver. And his name was Serge. Serge Jean Laviolette. Oh, and, okay. And he says it like that too. He's like tall and gorgeous with a French accent and, and he's so outgoing. I was like, oh, do you think you could call for me and make the appointment? So he's like, absolutely. <laughs> I love this. So he calls up and he's like, allo, allo, this is Serge. <laughs> this is Serge calling from Vancouver. I'm calling for the designer Elsa Cossi. <laughs> And she wants to make an appointment. And they're like, um, okay, when do you want to come? And they're like, we just got to listen to the guy with the accent. Yeah, you got to so, do whatever the guy with like, the accent says. And they're like, I'm sorry, says. what was your name? He's like, Serge, Serge, you know, as in Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> so he makes this appointment. And this is the, I'm like dying on the floor of my mom's shop. And, I'm, and so he makes the appointment. We fly to LA. You went with him. Yeah. Of so course we, you have to. You can't go without the guy with the accent. I need him. He's the whole shtick. He's the whole shtick. So, so we fly to LA for our appointment. We show up and they were like shocked. They were like, can we help you? And we're like, we're here for an appointment. And they're like, I'm sorry, what's your name? And he's like, Serge. And then. And Elsa Corsi. Elsa Corsi. <laughs> they were like moving in slow motion because they, what they thought that phone call was a prank call. <gasps> Oh, they thought the, so they, they just said yes. They just, said yes because they were like, just get like, this guy off the cause, phone because they were like, is this a prank or not a plant prank? Like, let's just be kind. And so and ding dong, and you show up so anyway. Show up. So they took the appointment anyways. It all worked out. And wow. like and then you yeah. dazzle dazzled. Them then like. it, yeah, exactly. And then that was I was in the showroom. <laughs> Sounds like just a whole bunch of chance and a whole bunch. But none of it would have happened if it wasn't for your amazing skills. Like you couldn't even if you did show up, but you're designs were trash it wouldn't have made it into the showroom I you know mean, it's like yeah, you still had yeah, to have yeah. the skills to pay the bills at yeah. the end of the day yeah that's amazing but it's just like a little series of like Do you still I'm, talk to the Serge guy yes because I might need him for some things <laughs> yeah. he opens doors like honestly I really want to be on like Jimmy Kimmel or something I might try and get him to call <laughs> like Jimmy 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 <laughs> Miss Jenna. <laughs> Jenna Marie. <laughs> I like it already. So you fulfill this order. No big deal. Yeah. Your stuff's at Fred Siegel's. So no I, big deal. I started off like really like at level 10. How do you? And the rest get... was just proving I deserve to be there, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So since then, what would you say your biggest win has been? Hmm. I don't know. That's a tough one. I mean, there's all all kinds of little wins along the way. My my biggest win feels like right right now. Actually, I feel um, I've worked all these years. Like I said, I started in '99. We're in 2000, almost 24, mm -hmm. so 25 years, mm -hmm. and I kind of just have like I'm still doing what I love, and I have the freedom to do even more than what I love. So I feel like that that is a win. That's actually a win. It's a win because <laughs> you're still standing. Because I'm still standing. Actually. <laughs> That's that's like I feel like that's my theme song sometimes. <laughs> this is going to sound crazy, but the other women that we've talked to have said very similar things. Yeah. I'm still standing. I'm still standing. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes, um, you know, people will come into the shop again. We've been around a while. And the first thing they'll say is, um, oh, you're still here. <laughs> 
and yeah, bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I used to, like I used to be like, yeah, exactly. That was I was like, why do people keep saying that to me? Like, am I a loser? Like, of course I'm still here. No, it's because most people aren't. Yeah, still here. So, so, <laughs> so many businesses around you have yeah. opened and closed in the amount of time that yeah. you're still there. That's what they mean. It's true. So now when they say, I'm like, yes, we're still here. We are still here. <laughs> if I were to ask the question, how do you define success? Is it longevity? It doesn't. It, it can be longevity. For me, it's freedom. Like mm. it, it's it's just being able to do what you love, but also doing what you love is not always work related. So right. for me right now, I feel like I, I feel actually very successful because I've made space for all of those things. It's not just work. I think just knowing you and knowing your life, I think kind of what you're real, what you're referring to is being able to work, but also having plenty of time to travel and making room for your own personal life yeah, on top of yeah. your work. And I fully intend on like working and I say working in air quotes like forever. Like Because <laughs> you love it? Because I love it. Like yeah. I always feel like my retirement to me is still working but doing just differently, <laughs> just differently, like not because I need to, but because I want, I want to, I want to still be creating and still be a part of some people, my, my clients or new clients or clients that become friends stories. So the evolution of Elsa Corsi jewelry starts with headbands and belts yeah. moves to bridal jewelry. Was that the yeah. next jump? No, no. <laughs> It was actually anklets. Like that was my Ooh, plan today. Yeah, making all the foot fetish guys happy. Yeah. So I actually did my first collection was anklets. I ended up getting a sh- my a showroom in LA as well. So those anklets were in sixty stores in the USA, including the Bellagio Hotel. Damn. And so that was really cool. It was like, so that was, that was probably until 2004. It was only in 2006 when I had my own wedding that I started doing more couture bridal jewelry. And then that's just took off. Yeah. Everything you touch turns to gold literally. But, and it started with gold. And the funny thing too about the Bellagio is what I went, I was at the Bellagio and they had a whole case of my jewelry and it said Elsa Corsi in the case. And I walked up to the sales girl and was like, hi, I'm Elsa Corsi. And she looked at me and said, oh, yes, we have her jewelry over here. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, no, I'm Elsa Corsi. <laughs> but that was kind of lost on her. So I was like, oh, it's very nice. Just, all right, it's beautiful. I'll it's beautiful. take all of it. <laughs> mm, that's a really nice one. I had a similar moment. I had a bride bring me a tear sheet from a magazine back when brides used to use all magazine pictures as their inspo pics. And she was like, I want this hair and makeup. This is my dream hair and makeup. And I said, I did this. And she was like, you've done hair like this before? I'm like, no, I did the hair and makeup in that picture for that magazine. I did that model. (laughs) It feels so good, right? It does. It does. Because it's like, you are the inspiration. Yeah. 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 And you found the right girl because here we are. Meant to be. (laughs) What's something you think every woman who works for herself needs to know? It is way more than what you think it's going to be for sure. And um, along the way, there's going to be highs and lows and just make the most of it. Like I remember on super low days, those are the days that we cracked open champagne, like just because it was like low and you can. So you have to, the low days are also, you know, can be fun times too. Just whenever you're having a shit day, open some champagne. champagne. (laughs) Open your best bottle. Woman, that is the best business advice ever. Like the day you're selling the least, open the most expensive bottle of champagne. Trust me, it'll turn around. Can we put that on a t-shirt, please? (laughs) We need that on a t-shirt. We need that on a mug. We need that. We need to make memes. We'll we'll add that to our collection. Yeah, we have a lot of (laughs) t-shirts we're supposed to make. (laughs) Has being successful ever affected your love life? No. You're the first person like, to say that. Like, like, no, actually never. <laughs> well, that's good. 
yeah, no, my husband like mainly loves it. Like, and he's always been my biggest supporter. So there was no problem. In fact, he like encourages me to work more. (laughs) (laughs) So you found the right guy considering you don't plan on ever not working. So you found the right match. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I love that. But could you see how not being with someone like him could be hard? I could see that, but it's been so long that we've been together. I really don't even know what that would (laughs) look like anymore. (laughs) Last question. What is the biggest splurge that you made for yourself as a treat or as a little extra something once you had a taste of success? (laughs) I don't think I've ever really done that. I've always just reinvested back into my business. Really? My business is my splurge. Your business is your splurge? Yeah, I can't say like there's nothing I've like done that's wild. Like, especially it would not be wild to you. Listen, okay, but as <laughs> it women, would not be wild in Jaina's world. But, but here's the, the thing. I feel like women listening, right? It's like, you're going to grind. You're going to put the hard work and you're going to make it through those hard days. And we can all say the spiritual sweet things. Like I want to have the freedom and the love to do what I want. But like, sometimes it just feels good to be like, nah, I did this thing for myself, whether it be like a trip or I remember when I met you, you had these Chanel gumboots and I was oh, like, yeah. this bitch is way too fancy for me. <laughs> And you were like, I like it because then when it rains, I get to put on my fancy gumboots. And I was like, oh, she's wearing Chanel gumboots. I would not. And then, you know, the funny thing is I have not worn those in 10 years. Like, <laughs> so that was the last thing you wore them. I like it just. I have just, another one, though, for yeah, you. Yeah. Your car. Oh, yeah. The car. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say it's a splurge. It was because I mean, you were deciding between two cars. True, true. I was going to. It's true. It was between the very, very um, practical Honda Civic, which uh-huh. was what I was replacing, or the convertible pink Mini Cooper. <laughs> right. And she's sitting here telling me I didn't splurge I, I've anything. I've never splurged on anything. And then you called me. Do you remember this? You called me. She she called me and she was like, Jaina, I'm trying to decide between these two cars. And I really like this pink Audi, you know, convertible. And I just knew it was so you. Was so and you were like, but it's this much more a month. And I was like, sell one extra bracelet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's true. I said, just sell one extra bracelet a month. And she was like, oh, well, when you put it that way. Yeah. And now you've been driving that car for how long? Oh, it's been like 10, 10 years. Yeah. yeah. And it still suits you perfectly. I know. I love it. And it's still, I get so much attention, so many looks. It's such a conversation. It's almost starter. a business expense because it totally suits your branding. Yeah, it's true. So it was a splurge, but still, you know, <laughs> practical splurge. Yes. Well, that's exactly. It was kind of like I needed it. You so needed it. I, I wouldn't consider that like a splurge. I'm so glad you came to talk to me today because I even though I've known you for so long and you've always felt like my sister from another mister I learned about you today like I feel like I know so much more oh, about you now I have another really good story we'll share another time oh <laughs> always leave them wanting more yeah thank you for being on Big Lush Energy thank you for being oh, my BLE you. bestie thank you my OG bestie love you love you Mwah. see I told you she was fabulous Her story is proof that the most magical things can happen when something's meant to be. I don't know about you, but I was taking notes that whole time. Those are such powerful conversations with so many little nuggets of good information. Some of my favorite takeaways were, let's see, I loved how Emily talked about overcoming your inner saboteur. And if you saw her, you'd never think that was something she struggled with. Oh, and the importance of being authentic. She's so good at that. And then there was Heidi encouraging us not to be afraid to expand our teams. Oh, and the little piece she said about how important it is to mentor too. I love that. I'm definitely going to take Elsa's advice on opening your best bottle on your worst days. And I'm super inspired by how creative she was in getting herself into doors of places 
that she wanted to be. And let me tell you, despite what all these women know about business, because I know them personally, I can say with confidence that the thing that makes each of them so successful is that they have integrity, they don't cut corners when it comes to their businesses, and they show up as their best selves for their clients every damn time. Most importantly, they're all seriously passionate about what they do. It's like it's in their DNA. Anyways, next week, I have another banger plan for you. I'm going to be sitting down with Ricky, my bestie who's been working with me for the past 15 years and... Ready for this? Shannon motherfucking man, you're not going to want to miss this. Sending out an extra special thank you to Emily, Heidi, and Elsa for everything that you shared with us this week. I love you ladies more than you'll ever know. And thank you to you for pressing play. If you know someone who might find this interesting or someone who needs a little BLE in their life, could you pretty please share this show with them? I hear every time you do, someone else confidently steps out and starts a business for herself. It's true. (laughs) Thanks again for listening. I can't wait to see you next week. And until then, go be your most fabulous self. And don't forget to spread that badass big lash energy everywhere you go. Time to waste what you make damn